You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 1396 of Hillbilly Shorts. That was not a squeak of the voice. I did that on purpose. 96. So you know. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Are you waiting for him to respond back? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they just said, I can't stand this quietness. I'll, I'll answer if they're not uh, I going guess to. so. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Oh, no, I asked a question again. <laughs> Sorry, you know what I'm talking about. Ooh. All right, Ninja, that's enough. All right. So, Tracy, we're going to do, actually, while working on the story for this Sunday's episode, it's a, a story based out of New Jersey. I thought, you know what? We haven't done a lot of New Jersey stuff. Yeah. Like, other than the Jersey Devil and a couple other little things. But mm-hmm. I thought maybe we can dig in. And, and since Sunday's show is going to be on a place in New Jersey, I thought we would cover some on the shorts. Okay, okay. So I'm just going to go. This is actually from an article called The Montclair Girl. I have no idea. I'm assuming that that's some type of a um, magazine, uh, online magazine. That's what it looks like. It says, before the age of smartphones and social media, teens spent their time cruising in their cars looking for the weirdest and spookiest places to dare their friends to visit. We did that. We did. They would drive down Clinton Road with a crush or visit the Devil's Tower with soccer teammates, and it never seemed too difficult to find... Pretty scary local spots. These sites are where the legends linger even today. And in honor of Halloween, the most haunted time of the year, it's the most haunted time of the year. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Don't run a Christmas song. <laughs> We've compiled a collection of northern New Jersey spookiest locations from the most benign to the genuinely frightening Read on for some tales of haunted New Jersey. So, the first would be the Devil's Tower in Alpine. Perhaps one of New Jersey's most puzzling structures, the Devil Tower originated in the purest of things, love. Constructed in the early 1900s by designer Charles Rollins Lamb. It's a weird name. Well, that's his name? It's actually Charles Rollinson Lamb. Like, is it one word? No. Oh, is it hyphenated? No. Oh. It's just like, I guess, Rollinson is his middle name. Oh, okay. I think. Sorry. It was built for a sugar baron named Manuel Rionda. Now, Rionda's wife wanted a view of the dazzling New York City skyline. So he made her the tower, and he joined it via an underground tunnel to the nearby mansion. Legend says that in 1910, while... Uh, Rionda's wife was enjoying her view from the building. She spotted her husband with another woman. In her heartbroken despair, she threw herself off the tower. In the years after, workers were said to be pushed off the tower to their death under suspicious circumstances, leading to Rionda's closure of the building. The legend and its unusual location led to the name Devil's Tower. Rumor has it that Rionda's wife will appear in the window, screaming as she jumps in a ghoulish fashion. What's that look like? like, I'd like to see what that looks like. Beware not to drive or walk backward around the tower, or you might just see her, or perhaps the devil himself. I mean, can you imagine just being a dude standing there, and then all of a sudden you just get pushed off to your death? I mean, it's so rude. Yeah, it's terrible. And not even, like, having anything to do with that. Somebody just comes up and just pushes you off. 
What's up when he builds his wife a tower, if that's what actually happened, and then the tower is actually what did he did him in because she caught him because of that? Oh, I don't know, man. You gotta be careful. You're gonna be cheating. Here's my problems with legends, and I know I'm analyzing stuff, overanalyzing probably. So, let's say that it's just like it was when it was read there. She spotted him and was so distraught she threw herself off. Well, then, how would anybody know that that's what she saw? If it happened like, hey, he's with another girl. Oh, no, I'm jumping off this building. Mm-hmm. Nobody would know that. that no, he they was wouldn't. Caught and nobody would know. So, I mean, how did that come to be? I don't or, know. Or is it that she saw they had a big argument and then she, at another time, went up there and threw herself off? That could still be that way. It'd be a little just more to it. Speculation, Maybe, yeah. Yeah, this could just be the Reader's Digest version. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, Montclair Girl version. <laughs> All right, let's do one more quick one. We mentioned it in the little uh, intro there, as I literally clicked off of this by accident. The Clinton Road in West Milford. Now, we've talked about Clinton before on, um, on our show and on these uh, shorts. It's a 10-mile road northwest of the state, and it's a New Jersey legend. Richer in lore than many other haunted spots. The average visitor, it is simply a long stretch of poorly maintained asphalt, curvy and wooded on both sides. But to the night driver, it's a dark and lonesome road engulfed by the surrounding forest. The things of nightmares. People have reported feeling like they're being watched. Strange lights and disembodied childish laughter. Even going back to when it was first settled in 1905. A local wrote of the witches and the bands of robbers that stalked the region. Others have claimed UFO sightings and inexplicable beasts that prowl the area. However, Clinton Road's most famous legend is the Ghost Boy. He lives under the bridge at Dead Man's Curve. It's said that if you throw a coin in the small stream, a young boy who died in the stream will throw them back to you. Oh. That's a good thing if you don't waste money. No, that's true. He's a... Quite the polite little gentleman. So, Aww. anyway, so there's a couple of haunted New Jersey places, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about some All more. All right. Love y'all. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 1396 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hey, guys. Tracy, we're going to be talking more haunted New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Surprised you didn't do it the last time. I know. I can't do it very well this time. Well, I never can, but. <laughs> I was going to say, compared to. All right, so the next one I'm skipping because that's what our main episode is on Sunday. So we'll go to the Herbert Appleby House in East Brunswick, New Jersey. Did you know that there is a New Jersey ghost organization? I did not. Well, the historic village of Old Bridge in Middlesex County. Always that name always killed me. Middlesex. I know that's a uh, a city over in England, and then obviously I've seen it a couple different places here in the United Why States. Why does it kill you? Middlesex, all one word. I mean, that's just an odd name. Mm-hmm. I mean, as compared to a beginning and ending sex, or I mean, I don't know. Doinger's a funny name, <laughs> but I use it a lot. <laughs> anyway, it's so haunted that they offer ghost tours of the pre-Civil War homes there. One of the most haunted houses in the Herbert 
Appleby House, or I'm sorry, one of the most haunted is the Herbert Appleby House, a mid-19th century private residence made into a library. The history of Old Bridge is so interesting. There's murder, mayhem, and a lot of spooks, said New Jersey Ghost Association co-founder and East Brunswick resident Karen Temper to Patch, I guess which is also a magazine. There have been several murders attributed to the now-closed library, including the 1727 murder of a local tavern proprietor and the 1906 killing of a local woman. So if the veil is thin this month, prepare for a fright. Well, I mean, honestly, they only had two murders? I think they just mentioned two of them. Oh, I was going to say, I mean. But that might be something, that, that might be a, a house we need to look into. A mm-hmm. bit. Might be another good story. Yeah. Here's one. The Old Canal Inn in Nutley. First of all, <laughs> let me just say. These nuts. I don't want to live in any town called Nutley. Why? For several reasons. There's no connotation that can come out of there it would be anything but negative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's so bad. Montclair's Tierney Tavern isn't the only home of a rumored death chair. The Old Canal Inn in Nutley has its version. A roped-off seating section denotes the site of the dangerous recliner, where three people passed on after sitting in the chair. Oh, dang. In addition, two men were said to have died of heart attacks within three days of sitting in the chair. That's nothing old Sparky up in uh, Ohio. At the Ohio State Reformatory, there's a whole bunch of people died from sitting in that chair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're silly. I just got what you said. Wow. So, you say, and there was like three people that died after that? Yeah. And well, there two was, of them kind of heart attacks? There was, I think, three people who died after sitting in the chair. Then there was two others that had heart attacks within three days after sitting in the chair. Oh, my goodness. But the old Canal Inn has a sense of humor and sells a death seat burger in the chair's honor. The burger is topped with garlic mashed potatoes, jalapenos, spicy cheddar cheese, everything beer battered, and deep fried. Well, that'll kill you for sure. No wonder they had a heart attack. Oh my gosh, all that grease and stuff in your gut. Though with that kind of menu, one is left to wonder if it's not the chair that killed them, but perhaps what they (laughs) ate while sitting in it. No kidding. I'd like to see this. It says Montclair's Tyranny's Tavern. I wonder if that's the one we've talked about in London, the, the chair that the... The guy, when he was getting ready to be executed, mm-hmm. he decided that that was his chair, and it hangs up on the wall in the um, so uh, museum. So people can't actually sit in it. Sit in it now. I don't know, honey. Hmm. I bet that's I bet that's it. All right, let's do one more. Liberty State Terminal, Jersey City. The New Jersey this New Jersey landmark is the uh, on the State Register of Historic Places and on the national one. So wow! How what an honor. It was built in 1889. This terminal was a booming hub for 30,000 to 50,000 daily commuters in the early days of the terminal. Isn't that crazy to think about all those people going through there? That's a lot of people. Yeah, especially like in the 1890s. You know, that seems a little... Yeah, for real. They're like, I ain't riding no horse no more. (laughs) Put me on there. In the early days of the terminal, it housed workers, a pub, and even gender-separated waiting rooms. So... So can we please bring those back? (laughs) (laughs) While there have been no reported deaths at the station, rumors persist that a lady in white, who has been seen by both visitors and employees, is there. And she has long white hair. 
and wears an entirely white outfit, hmm. walking her way through the train terminal until she dis disappears into a wall. Other tales include a ghost train that leaves the station at midnight. Perhaps that's where the lady in white was headed all along. Wow. Yeah, wonder what, yeah, I was going to say, what's her story, man? I don't know. What's up with that? Not a clue. So there we go. All right, guys, that wraps up this one, but I got some more for tomorrow. Tomorrow, yo. <clears throat> Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard, we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.